0: Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey everyone, my name is Evan from Lifehouse Atsugi, and I'm so excited to be bringing you guys the message today. And hey, we've been in a whole big series this month on love, marriage, and sex, and today is the final week of that series. But I want to get into a personal story real quick before we jump into that message. So when I was a kid, I loved to play this game called kickball and and I went to the store and I bought my new kickball and I was so excited to play kickball in my house and and my sister wanted to play too and we got home and and it was raining outside and and I was like, oh no, I can't play kickball, I want to play so bad. I just bought the new ball, had that new ball smell and I just couldn't play kickball. And so my sister and I, you know, we tried to do our own little thing, play with a puzzle or another toy or something. And. I just wasn't really, wasn't really doing it, but mom was like, don't you dare play kickball in the house. So we said, okay, okay, okay. We, won't, we won't play kickball in the house. But uh, then we played kickball in the house. So yeah, so we, we, uh, we were like, we'll start off, we'll just, we'll just roll it a little bit, just roll it around the floor. That's, that's not dangerous, right? We're not gonna hurt anything by just rolling it around on the floor. Uh, and then that moved to, to tossing it to each other and maybe throwing it around a little bit. And, and then that went on to a full on, someone kicked the ball. I'm not gonna say who it was, it was me. Uh, but I just did, the, wound up and did the full-on, as hard as I could kick. Just boom! Kick the ball and it went ricocheting all over the room and crashed into our old antique clock, my grandfather's clock. And just oh, the whole room went still and the clock starts teetering. And then boom! Onto the floor. Glass goes everywhere, the clock shatters in pieces and we just freeze. This, you know when something bad happens, do you notice that, that sound just stops? Like time and sound, everything just halts, and that's what it was in that moment. We just look at the door. Then I know my mom just walked through, and we're like, "Oh no!" And then just like in Jurassic Park, where that little water does the little ripple in it, we hear mom coming, and we're like, "Oh no! This is gonna be bad. We're so screwed. We're gonna we're we're in trouble. We're gonna get like grounded." And and so I was just sitting there and waiting for this to come, and mom comes in the room and. She storms in, she looks, sees all the glass on the floor, looks at both of our faces, and, and she says, you played kickball in the house, didn't you? Like, yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And she just looks at the glass and goes, are your feet okay? Do you have any cuts on you? I said, no, I think we're fine. She goes, okay, well, let's, let's clean up the glass and let's get this clock and let's, let's fix it and let's, let's get it out of your way. Um, but I'm going to take your ball away. And <laughs> so we're like, oh, no, we wanted the, not the ball. But so we were so shocked that my mom came in and, and she gave us mercy. She gave us grace. And we were thought we were going to get grounded for like a month. But we received this grace. But we, see, our intention was never to break the clock. When we kicked the ball, when I kicked the ball, we weren't trying to break the clock. We just wanted to have fun. We just wanted to play some kickball. We just bought a new ball. But the kickball was just too tempting to play inside the house. And so I, I know we've all given into temptations before, and, and we've all maybe even hurt somebody when we've given into temptations. But this month, we're talking about what Jesus says about relationships, and, and last week, we heard an awesome message from Pastor Monty about temptations and how we can overcome those temptations. But this week, we're gonna talk about what happens if we fall victim to those temptations, yeah? So we're gonna talk about how Jesus responds to when we give into those temptations. And today, we're gonna talk about healing. And so my title for this message is, What Does Jesus Do When We Fail? So we're gonna talk about a woman in the Bible. She was brought to Jesus. She was caught in uh, sexual sin. She was caught in adultery. She was thrown at Jesus' feet. Um, And so we're gonna talk about that story today. And so just, just kind of picture it, okay? So Jesus is walking in town. He's probably close to the temple. He kind of hung out there a lot. And uh, maybe he was on, on his way to the local coffee shop for some breakfast to lead his connect group, eh? And so when he, uh, I mean, he's met with an interesting situation while he was teaching. So let's jump into the story. So John 8, 1 through 6 says, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he went back to the temple area. The people came to him, and he sat and he taught them. And teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman they had caught in bed with a man who was not her husband. They forced her to stand in front of the people, and they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses commands us to stone her to death. Any such woman, what do you say we should do? And they were saying this to trick Jesus. They wanted to catch him saying something wrong so that he could have a charge against him. But Jesus stooped down and started riding on the ground with his finger okay so we have the jewish leaders here and they dragged this woman and they caught her in adultery and then they threw her at the feet of jesus and uh and they started accusing her they probably called her a lot of bad names and they're probably calling her bad names to jesus and and so we look at the situation and we think like have you ever been have you ever been called something bad has someone ever yelled at you have they accused you of something have they called you just a dirty sinner or something worse where do you think those voices come from where do you think those accusations come from? Do they come from, from God just looking down and condemning us and smiting us for our insolence? No, they don't come from God. See, that, they don't come from Jesus. Let's look at what Jesus says. He says in John 10, 10, that a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give life. Jesus came to give life, life that is full and good. So these accusations, these bad words, they're not from God. They're from this guy called the devil. And he accuses us, he shames us. He is the one that tells us these bad things. He is the one that wants us to make us us feel bad. You see, the devil points to our sin, but that's not what Jesus does. Jesus points to our potential. So Jesus speaks life over us. So Jesus brings life, not shame. He wants the best for us. And so when we mess up, I feel like it's in our nature to, to try to run away from God. It's like, God, don't look at me. I'm so shameful, don't look at me. But in fact, I heard it said like this. So we have God here and us here, and it says every time we, take, where we sin, we take a step away from God. And then we look back and God is so far over here. And the more we sin, the more we mess up, the more we get away from God and God stays over here. And there's this huge gap. But that's not true at all. That's actually a lie. Because when we sin, the Bible says that God comes closer to us. He seeks us out. So every time we sin, if we turn around, God is right there with us. He is never far away from us and we should never run away from him because Jesus is close to us and he wants to speak life to us. So let's continue the story. So the Jewish leaders continued to ask him their questions. So he stood up and said, anyone here who has never sinned should throw the first stone at her. And then Jesus stooped down again and started riding on the ground. And when they heard this, they began to leave one by one. The older men left first and then the others. Jesus was left alone and the woman was standing there in front of him, man. I love how Jesus handled this, okay? So like the Jewish leaders are accusing this woman and they're like saying, what should you do with her? And Jesus just gets up and goes, all right, anyone who hasn't sinned, you can, you can accuse her now. Anyone? And then they didn't answer because they all had sinned. And so Jesus, stoops down, he starts writing. And, and you know, some people actually think that, that he was writing the names of all the people they were committing adultery with, or, or that they were their, their sins that they were committing that they should have been stoned for as well. So Jesus is such a boss, man. Like, I just love the way Jesus handles this. Cause, he, cause they came in accusing and he just stops. He doesn't even answer their question. So I, I just love that, man. I love that about Jesus. But now Jesus is left alone with the woman. And I don't think they were really alone alone because this, would have, this kind of commotion would have drawn a crowd. There would be people looking and kind of walking over like, what's going on here? Like, and so I think Jesus was standing with a woman. That the crowd is there. They're all looking at her. And, and I'm sure she wasn't in a, a very good condition. I'm, I'm sure that they probably handled her very roughly when they took her to Jesus. She, they probably beat her a little bit. Like, and she's probably bloodied and, and, and bruised and just broken. And, and her clothes are probably in tatters if she's wearing clothes at all. I mean, let's be real. They caught her in the act. So I'm, I'm just seeing this picture. and I, I don't see Jesus getting like weirded out by her. I don't see Jesus like being shameful to her. I just see Jesus looking at the woman and seeing her tears and seeing her in her pain. And I just see him taking off his garment and just wrapping it around her and covering her and, and then comforting her. Maybe he takes his sleeve and he wipes away her tears and he comforts her and he's, he doesn't humiliate her at all. And and, I, and this is how Jesus treats us when we sin. You see, we're battered and we're broken and we're bloody. But when Jesus comes in, he can heal us. He can, he can take and wipe those tears away. He can comfort us in our pain. You see, this is such a beautiful moment. Because Jesus, he doesn't yell at you. He doesn't call you bad names. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't shame you at all. He actually meets you right where you're at. And he cares for you in that moment. So it doesn't matter about our mistakes. It doesn't matter about our sin. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. And so Jesus loves us even though he knew everything. He knows everything we're ever going to do. And yet he still loves us. I love what it says in Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But God is rich in mercy and he loved us very, very much. We were spiritually dead because of all that we had done against him. But God gave us new life together in Christ. And so when we stumble, we, we need to run to Jesus, not away from him. We need to be open. We need to be exposed. The woman was exposed. We need to be exposed with Jesus. We need to be brutally honest with him. Like, let me tell you guys, he can take it. He has not seen anything that, that, that nothing's new to him, okay? Like you're not going to surprise Jesus. He's going to know. And he's going to be there. And he's going to know exactly how to help you in that situation. Because when we go to him, he doesn't give us judgment. He doesn't. He gives us love. And he gives us grace. And so Jesus offers this grace, not that so we can go back and keep doing what we're doing. He gives us this grace so that we can live a new life with him. So John 8, 10 through 11 says, or let's back in the story. We're going back in. He says, he looked up again and said to her, where did all these people go? Did no one judge you? Did no one judge you guilty? She answered, no one, sir. And then Jesus says, I don't judge you either. You can go now don't sin again. What a powerful message that is, that there is no judgment from Jesus. We come to him and we're, we, we've sinned, we've messed up, and he doesn't judge us. That's the grace. But then there's a call to action. So when we will we go and will we like never sin again, we're just healed from sin forever? Like, ah, yes, I'm perfect now. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're definitely going to keep messing up. I mean, we we're human guys, we're, we're going to keep messing up. Um, and that's, but that's not what Jesus is asking. He's not asking us to be perfect. When he says, go and sin no more, he's asking us to choose him, to start hating sin, to start turning away from sin and to turn to him, to, to fight against our flesh, to fight against who we are, to fight against our sin and to turn to him. See, that's, that's the truth. So let's recap. So the truth is we have sinned, we made mistakes, we do wrong things and we need Jesus to help us. And the grace is that Jesus doesn't judge us. He actually comes and helps us, but he does call us to sin no more. So when we encounter Jesus, we never say the same. There is a work done in us, but we have to respond to that. We have to make a decision to keep following him. Are we going to go back to that pain of the mistakes we've made? Are we going to go back to that shame? Are we going to go back to loving sin and living in sin? Or are we going to move forward? Are we going to start this life with Jesus where we submit our sins to him? where we take our troubles and our mistakes and we go to him and we ask for help and ask him to do a work with us. So I actually, I, well, I have a personal struggle with this. Um, back in the day, I, I actually uh, used to struggle with a sexual sin. I used to be addicted to porn. And uh, at first I was very afraid, and I was very sad and I kept trying to, to hide it from Jesus. I said, don't look at me, I, I'm, I'm so sinful, I'm so shamed, I'm so full of shame, I, I, don't look at me, I'm doing something really, really wrong and uh and i kept trying to stop and i tried with my own willpower and i tried and tried and tried and i kept failing i kept stumbling and then eventually i said i can't hide this from jesus anymore jesus i need help and so i cried out to jesus jesus please help me with my sin help me with my addiction And i just remember i just felt this this calm on my spirit and said i can help you because you asked and you are my son i can absolutely help you and then he, i felt him say now go tell your wife wait, hey, wait, 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 what, what? Go, go tell my wife. And she's like, yeah, you need to go tell your wife. <laughs> wait, I don't want to do that. That's going to, I'm going to hurt her. That's going to, that's not going to go well. And like, I'm, I'm kind of scared, but no, I finally, I finally summed up the courage and I went and I, and I told my wife and I told her what was going on. I told her that I was stumbling and I didn't want to do this anymore. And I was expecting her to start crying and to be upset. And she goes, oh, Okay. How can I help? <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and she started being my accountability, and I could go to her anytime. I was like, "I messed up again." She was like, "Okay, let's pray." And so I did a lot of praying, and I did, a, and Jesus started my healing path on that day. I really think so, because when like I started, when I started revealing it to Him, and I had an accountability partner, I started feeling the healing. It was, I started feeling a growth in that area, and that I could, that I was not. I was I changed my identity. I wasn't just. I wasn't just a sinner who was stuck in this sin. I wasn't just a guy messing up. I was a son of God. I was in his house and i knew it could go to him and from that moment i started stumbling less and i started confessing my thoughts to jesus and eventually i can tell you by the grace of god and the healing of jesus that i have not touched it in years i have received that healing from jesus and it has been an amazing time because of that and i tell you today not just me it's not this healing is not just for me you can get this healing too today jesus can heal you He can heal your life. He can start you on your healing journey away from these addictions, away from porn, away from sexual sin. He can start your healing journey today. And so how do we get this healing? I have three practical steps for you guys and then we're gonna be done. Uh, So the first one is we have to change our identity. We have to change our thinking. You see, when we accept Jesus as our savior, we become a son or a daughter of God. We become a child of God. And it actually says in the Bible that when we become a child of God, that we cannot be taken out of his house. He can't get rid of us. We can't leave. Like he is absolutely going, we are, we are in this house. He is absolutely our father from now on. We are saved. We are safe. And so when we are safe, we can go tell him anything. We can, we can go to him and ask for help. We can go to our heavenly father because he doesn't, he doesn't condemn. He's a good father. Uh, He's a great father that opens, has his arms open, ready to receive us and to hug us and to say, it's okay, son. It's okay, daughter. I can help you. And so so he loves us and he wants to help us. So the first thing, again, we got to remember we are a child of God. We got to change our thinking. Number two, we need to confess. This is the hard one. We have to confess our sins. We have to confess what we say. The Bible says bring that stuff into the light. If we don't, it festers in darkness and it grows and it gets disgusting. But if we bring it to the light, Jesus can heal it. So the way we can start healing is admitting that we we need healing. We need to go to Jesus and admit, hey, I messed up and I need I need help. I need healing. So first we have to we have to confess it to Jesus and be open to him. And then sometimes we have to confess it to a, a friend or our spouse and and sometimes we need to have that accountability partner here. If, if Jesus is leading you that way, I, I really think an accountability partner, many accountability partners, is great to have in this moment, because they can help you and support you. So when you're feeling down, uh, and you're and you're kind of forgetting what Jesus can do for you, they can come by you and they can say, "Let's pray together and let's get encouraged together that we can have a healing today." And so that's so we have to we remember what to change our thinking and we have to confess it. And lastly, we have to give ourselves grace. We have to give grace because we're gonna keep stumbling. I mean, hey, if if it was a miracle healing and it happened overnight, that would be amazing. Some people actually do experience that. But for a lot of us, we have to go through a process because if every time we prayed, we receive a miracle, then it wouldn't be miraculous, right? So we have. sometimes it's a work, sometimes it's a progress, sometimes we have to walk through this, sometimes we have to struggle with it. Um, sometimes we have to tell people we don't wanna tell, sometimes we have to tell our spouse and that conversation doesn't always go well. I was lucky, but that conversation doesn't always go well. But sometimes we have to give grace to our spouse, to to our significant other, when they come to us with a with a sexual sin, we have to we have to give grace because that's what we received from Jesus. So because we received grace from Jesus, we can extend that grace to others, and especially we can extend that grace to ourselves because we don't want to hurt others again. We don't. We, I know we don't want to hurt ourselves, but we don't want to hurt others again as well. Um, so I know this. I know this seems like a lot, and I know it seems like a long road. And, and you're probably thinking. How in the world am I ever gonna heal from this? How I'm stuck in it right now, Evan, how do do I get to that next step? And and it may seem super impossible, but I just wanna encourage you today that God is with you. He is with you this whole process and he wants to help you on this process. I'm gonna encourage you with this final verse. It says in Philippians 2.13, yes it is god who is working in you see god is working in you he's doing a work in you he helps you want to do what pleases him he helps you want to do what pleases him and what pleases him is not sin so he helps you not sin and then i love this part and he gives you the power to do it god can power us he is working in you he can give you the power to get through this hey listen you are not your mistakes you are a child of god Jesus loves you and he wants to help you. He wants you to heal today. And so if you are ready to start that healing today, then I'm going to pray right now. And I want you to raise your hands to receive that prayer. You guys ready? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you give us grace, that you do not condemn us, and that no matter what we're going through, no matter what sins we're committing, that you look upon us and say, that is my son, that is my daughter, and they need healing. So I ask today, Jesus, that you would heal us, that you would heal us from our sexual sin, that you would heal those who are in need, those who are struggling with this sin, those who are struggling with addiction, those who are struggling with any kind of sexual sin. I ask that you fill them right now, Jesus, that you would show them that you are close to them, that you are not far away from them, you are right there with them, that you want them to heal, that you are crying with them. You are struggling with them. You, you are in there with their struggle and you are helping them through it. And I ask that you show them a way out today. Show them a light of hope. Show them someone to talk to. Show them that you are there and that you love them and that you are going to bring them out of this stronghold, bring them out of this darkness, and that you are going to bring them into the light and get them healed. And I ask that anyone that wants that today, that you would, uh, you would enter just enter their heart right now, Father, and you would show them your love, your grace, your mercy, and just show them the new path and the amazing life you have planned for them. And we ask for this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, that was such an awesome time with you guys. Hey, but there's there's one more thing I wanna do, and and that's why I wanna pray for those who, who may not know Jesus yet. Maybe you've been listening this whole time. You're like, I, I, don't, I don't really know who this Jesus guy is, but I, I, I wanna receive that healing. And hey, that's for you too but i just want you to know that jesus loves you and, uh, that when we sinned that we couldn't go back to him on our own we we actually our sin kind of kept us out of out of a relationship with god and but jesus came to restore that relationship so if you want to be in that relationship with god again if you want to be uh, if you want to be saved by him if you want to feel that healing power and you want to and you want to experience a, the best life you could ever live on earth then i want to give you that opportunity right now i'm going to count to 3 and when I say three, I just want you to raise your hand or make that decision in your heart to receive Jesus or to come back to Jesus. Maybe you, maybe you knew him once and, and you kind of like strayed a little bit and you wanna come back. Whether that's you wanting to know Jesus for the first time or for the first time in a long time, I'm gonna to count to three and I want you to make that decision now. You ready? One, two, three jesus i just thank you for those that made this decision right now i ask that you wipe their past away clean their mistakes are gone that you give them a new life starting right now and an amazing relationship with you we thank you for your grace and what you did for us on the cross and we're excited for what you're going to do in their lives today in jesus name amen hey like i said that's the best decision you're ever going to make in your life and jesus is going to do an amazing work in your life and hey Well, that's the end of this series. I hope you guys enjoyed our series on love, sex, and marriage. And next week, we're starting a new month, so we're starting a new series. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Come and check it out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider LifeHouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.